0: Today we're going to talk about surrendering to your limits. I'm going to talk a little bit about this. Here's the next step. Here's the next step in our journey towards spiritual spiritual and mature and emotional health. So there's a contrast I've seen in scripture. I remember having this tension when I was in high school, first following Jesus and getting to know him as I read scripture, I'd see this contrast. And I want to bring that up today because for years I didn't understand this tension between these two scriptures, between these two ideas in scripture. And I think you may have struggled with the same kind of tension. So you've read this passage before, and Paul's writing to the church in Corinth, and he says, "...therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh." Don't name any names, please. <laughs> A messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But here's what Jesus, what, what the Lord says: My grace is sufficient for you; for my power is made perfect in weakness. All right. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses. And insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties for when I am weak then I am strong and here is the contrast but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me right this idea of like we'll see this two kind of contrast happening of weakness and this thorn in the flesh that bothers us right and I want this taken away God he says no nah, you'll be all right and then this I can do everything through Christ well See, so oftentimes sports athletes will kind of talk about this at the press conference, or that'll be kind of their favorite quote. And we see it in different contexts. And There's this, to me, kind of this tension here that happens of, wait a second. Do I pray that, okay, keep me weak, God? Or do I, like, say I can do anything. Let me go out there and do it. There's this tension for me. And it took me a while and going through my own journey of, of emotionally healthy spirituality to learn that the tension here and kind of what resolves this is this idea of limits, okay? When we read that passage before of, of Paul saying this, you, you think about this. Uh, Paul is this person that has done incredible things for, for Jesus. I mean, he saw Jesus. Jesus appears to him we learn in the book of Acts, and, and he becomes this incredible, incredible missionary. He does awesome things. We're talking, he's preaching to crowds that uh, have all kinds of different beliefs. He's has these power encounters, these miracles that happen. I mean, he sees the power of God through his life and ministry, and then in this moment of the guy that It talks about healing and seeing healing, and he's basically saying, I need healing for this thing in my body. And some people argue it could be physical. Some people argue it could be a person, people causing division. Uh, Some people say it could be a mental thing. It's something tormenting him, which probably be on the inside, maybe not the outside. Whatever it may be, we see something here. We see Paul as Clark Kent. Superman preaching, right? Superman healing. Superman doing all these incredible things. And then in this passage, we see Clark Kent. What we see here is a limit. We see a limit to the power of Paul. We see a limit to what he can do with his abilities and skills. We even see, now catch this, a limit to what even emotionally he can handle. He's right? talking about something tormenting him. That shows a limit. And then when Paul's in jail uh, writing to the Philippians, he says, listen, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's the point is that it isn't just about him doing it. It's about him seeing there are limits to me, but there is an unlimited God that I follow and preach about and live out. And he helps me and he can do anything. So what is between this unlimited God and this limited me? Well, this, these limits, right? This weak me and the strong God, there, there are these limits that are in place that God's given us all, us all. And these limits are really this kind of like area in which the power of God starts to work. Right? And as we surrender, meaning acknowledge that this is a limit that I have, I can then seek out God's power, experience his power, see his power in a new way even. And through these moments in our lives, I can actually see the power of God and not just see the power of me. Is tracking with me? Here's the big principle here, okay? At spiritually healthy people, they're able to surrender to their limits, to keep their heart pure, and their lives free to love Jesus and others better. Okay, so let's talk about the problem here, okay? Uh, three problems. First of all, how often do you and I do this? Oh my goodness, I struggle with this. I mean, when somebody's asking me to do something, I just wanna say yes. Here, here, let me break down the problem of this. We say yes, right? I say yes, but in my heart, kind of mean no. I kind of wish like I'd, you didn't ask me to do this. I say yes because I want to help and serve and love because that's what I've been trained and taught. That's what I see in scripture. But then I really don't want to do that. I feel guilty. I do, well, I, you know, I want to be a good guy or hey, I want to make people happy. I want to be a pleaser. I like it when people say thank you to me. It's nice. It makes me feel good. So I say yes with my mouth and my words or my actions even, but inside I mean no. The word there is purity. It's not pure. There's some deception there. There's a lie going on. I say yes, but I really don't want to. And so in that, in my heart, there's something that's just not authentic. Right? On the outside, yes, and love and serve, but on the inside, I don't want to do this. Truly isn't in my heart to do this, but I still say yes, and there's a purity issue there. My actually, my heart and my motives there aren't really pure. I may be guilt driven, I may be driven to what people will give me because I made them happy. I am actually a liar. Can everyone let's all say we're liars? Doesn't that feel good? (laughs) I'm a liar. (laughs) I know, right? But aren't we? We find this thing going on that. Man, I may have limits to when I can say yes. I can keep saying yes and keep staying a liar. I can still have this ingenuine thing going on. That's not what Jesus wants for my life, right? I could keep saying yes, but if I'll acknowledge there's a limit to Nell's yes, that is actually more honest than me saying, yes, I can, yes, oh yeah, no problem, I'll be there, yes, I can do it. The second problem, since none of you deal with the first one, the second one is this false view of ourselves, okay? Think through this limit idea with me, okay? You have this false view of yourself when you can't see the limits that you have. I want to say it this way, a false view of yourself when you don't see the limits that God has allowed you to have. You want to do everything. You believe that you can. You essentially live the Superman life. That I can do it. The Wonder Woman life. I can do it. I can, I can, I can But that's actually not you. And so there's this false view of yourself that you live your life by. And what happens is, is this Superman or Wonder Woman view that you have for yourself then defines and decides the decisions that you make. Well, of course I can. Why would I get tired? Well, of course I can handle one more thing. Well, of course I can handle this another project at work. Well, of course I can do this thing that church wants me to do. Of course I'll say yes to Pastor Nell's, Right? I can do all these things. And the limits, your limits are now kind of blurry. We are actually chained, I would use that word, to a false view of ourselves. We believe that we're able. We believe that we're strong. We believe we can do this, right? And this then becomes kind of this false view that I believe is true. And I go around not only living a line, but I live a life. That is a reflection of that lie. You ever think about that? I go around pretending I'm Superman. That is a reflection of a false view of myself. And what happens is that we are enslaved to this. And because I'm enslaved to this Superman view of myself that's not true and not really real then it actually then gives me less space in my heart, in my life, to have been truly free to live for Jesus, how he wants, and to do what he wants me to do. Because I'm so full over here. I'd say 90%. I got about 10% of me left to love God and love others like he, all, he died for me to love. Did you catch that? How painful that must be to Jesus, Jesus. And then lastly, this is so the truth I've experienced in my life, and Scripture teaches this, is pride will thrive when limits hide. Man, you just, oh, man, you get puffed up. I can do this. I can do this. No problem. I don't need God. I mean, I don't even pray sometimes when I add these things to my plate. I don't ask for God's help. Pride will thrive when your limits are hiding, church. Let me illustrate it this way. A thousand years ago, I went to a gym, okay? <laughs> went over to Planet Fitness over here. I don't get paid by them. I'm not a model for them, obviously. I went to Planet Fitness over here in Beaverton, and, you know, I got signed up for a membership, and um, they handed me a, you know, a free T-shirt, um, and it was a size medium, and I teared up. I had never been so believed in my life that I could fit into a medium one day. I, man, this guy gets man. Kid has got a promotion. He's make, making me feel believed in that I can fit into a medium one day, right? And I do my monthly sign-up for my monthly donation, you know what I mean? I get nothing out of it, but I sign up for my monthly donation. You walk into the gym, you got, for some reason at this gym, I don't know, only this gym is always, like, really fit people, right? Everybody looks like they, they don't even need to be here, right? And so then I'm like, okay, well, I'll come back another day, <laughs> Right? Now, let's just say I come back the next week, and I say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start working out. Let me, let me do some squats. Right? I've done a squat or two in my life. I'm going to do some squats. And I go over to the squat rack. If you haven't seen this kind of tall thing, you know, it's, you know, you have a little bar, and you can get that bar on your shoulder and just do squats, right? If so I walk there, and I grab that 45-pound plate and threw four on each side, right? You don't believe in me, Kenny? Come on. Nobody believes in me. I suddenly feel hurt, right? so I go Superman on this thing and if I can even get that thing off the rack, you know, it is going to crush me, okay. As a matter of fact, there's a few people around me that thought I could do it and make crush them too, right. Let's say I go home, I come back the next day and I go Superman again. I can do it. I mean, I really can. So I go to the squat rack and I put on four 45-pound plates on each side, right, do the same thing and it crushes me, right. And I do this over and over and over and over again. you can see how not only foolish that is of me, right, but how that could actually hurt me. If I were to do that every single day and uh, one day in my life I did work out and I remember putting too much weight on and it hurt, right? And if I did that every day and every day and every day and my body would be in pain I'd probably have to go home that day and not do anything else the pain of thinking I was something else would actually turn into me calling into sick to work the next day I can barely walk I can't take care of my kids today I can't even like eat today I can't get up See, now that's funny and it's foolish because it's so clear why would you do that right? but you and I do that all the time. We do that all the time when we say yes, 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 when in our hearts we mean no. We do this all the time when we no longer see the limits of what we can handle. And we continue to do and do and do. If you are overworked and overextended and overexhausted, And you keep going and grinding and grinding. And how foolish is that? You say, well, no, I don't ever give up. I'm a hard worker. Well, actually, so am I. This is something I do struggle with. But it's foolish because we have lost our sense of the limits that God allows us to have. And in those moments of being overworked and overtired, we don't even ask God for help. Because the help he wants to give us is to set us free from this false view of ourselves. And we don't want that. We want to be able to always say yes, and that's not what God has for us. Church, how foolish is that, right? It's a problem that we have, church. I want you to read this together, and then I'm going to tell you one of my stories here, and then I'm going to talk to you about our opportunity. This is from the book, Mostly Healthy Spirituality, that I encourage you to read. Often we have larger fantasies and wishes for ourselves than our real lives can support. As a result, we work frantically trying to do more than God intended. We actually burn out thinking we can do more than we can. We get stressed and blame others. We run around frantically convinced that the world, whether it be our churches, friends, businesses, or even our children, will stop if we stop. We think we keep the world running. We think we keep our families running. Actually, God does. We think we keep us running. Actually, God does what I'm saying to you, church, if you'll surrender to the limits that God's given you. I'm not saying that God will not allow you to do those things. That's not what I'm saying. God, that moment of surrender will actually be the moment that God steps in to that limit. I'm going to tell you my quick story, and then I'm going to talk to you about an opportunity that you have. For me, I did not understand this for many years of following Jesus. Jesus. I was taught, you can do everything. I was taught through God's power, you, know, you just do everything. So I just never thought to ever admit that I was weak. The words, I can't handle this, didn't come out of my mouth for the first seven years of my following Jesus. Just, I didn't understand it. And I told you a little bit before, there's a time when I moved to a, a different city to go to a different state and city than my family to go to a seminary. And during that time the incredible stress that i was just feeling i thought oh no you just bury it down you work hard man you push through didn't recognize how it was like just really destroying me I mean, years go by and i remember we we're uh, when we first got married and dealing with so much stress in my life for even years and one thing i just power through these things and another stressful thing going on in our marriage and just our early uh, marriage and I'd moved to a different city, and I wasn't in ministry. I was working a job that I literally couldn't stand, you know, and kind of going through all these different things. And so for me, oftentimes when I'm in these intense moments of stress, um, I'll get stomach pains. And so my wife, you know, is a doctor, and she's like, hey, in my medical opinion, you should need to go to the doctor. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 it'll be fine, i will be fine. Months of me saying no to her, right? Huh, interesting, we... So we quickly say no to getting help, but we quickly will say yes, doing more to hurt ourselves, right? I said, no, 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 no. So I finally go to the doctor, and the doctor talked to him. He's like, yeah, that's not normal. What's going on? And uh, without even me saying what's going on in my life, he had mentioned, he says, you know, uh, stress causes this. And I remember talking to him, and he said, you know, you're always going to have stress in your life. It just stuck out to me. You know, in that season of my life. Instead of thinking, oh, tomorrow will be better. Or, you know, I'll never have this. Oh, once this happens or once we have money or once we have this or once this happens, we have kids. We'll always be, all these different things we put on there, right? And I just remember thinking on in that moment, I kind of had that watershed moment of saying, I think it's time for me to admit something. This is too much for me. The stress of my job, the stress of my own sense of performance and perfectionism. The stress of trying to put it together and be happy for everybody or, or, or give to everybody else what they needed and I wasn't getting what I needed. As a young husband, married a few months, knowing that I've got to be Superman for my wife and family, right? And I had to admit, I, I, I couldn't handle this. That then led me to taking some medication and then do some other things to relieve some stress in my life. But it was in that moment that I admitted it, I began to receive God's healing. So you say, well, what are you talking about? We're just supposed to accept what we are and our limits and just leave it at that? Actually, just the opposite. See, what happens is when we can see that limit, we can invite the power of God in our lives. And I'm telling you, see that was almost eight years ago in my life now, it has grown to where I believe my limits and tolerance for stress has actually increased. Think about that. It's, it's increased. I, I, I can, and I've seen the last few years, I can handle more. Not in a conceited way or an arrogant way of saying that. I'm telling to tell you that in that moment of acknowledging what I couldn't handle, God helps you and gives you the strength and works with you and transforms your life to expand that limit in an honest way instead of me just pushing through that limit saying, oh, I, I got this, right? So what happens, church, is here's your opportunity. If you will acknowledge these limits in your life, I cannot handle the stress. I cannot handle how much my spouse makes me do. I cannot handle this going on right now right I cannot add another project at work, boss. I can't do it. I don't have the time. my kids are suffering, my family's suffering, whatever else my health is suffering, right? Pastor, I can't do this what you're asking me to do. You can say no to everybody else except for me okay right That's how kind of how we operate. No, I can't do this because I'm at my limit and so instead in that moment what you do is not just... Say, okay, that's my life. Actually, you invite God's help. And if you will acknowledge your limits and invite God's help, you'll be able to experience rest like you so deeply crave. You'll be able to experience rest that he designed for your life. Most of us can't even rest when it's quiet and silent because you're thinking about all the things you've got to do and all of our worries, all those different things, and you miss out on the opportunity that God has for you to say, I can't do this. I can rest in the truth of not being able to do whatever I I think I want to do or handling this, and God will help me. There's an opportunity for growth. Your, your, Your limits can grow. If you'll acknowledge it and invite God's help, it'll grow. Right? I remember... When we had our first kid, 2 o'clock in the morning, I was like, I couldn't handle this. I, don't know, I was probably like three weeks old. I'm at like, the crying, the tiredness, okay? I mean, like, it was nuts, right? I remember waking my wife up one time saying, you got to take this kid. I was at my limit, right? So I also acknowledge that by that time, emotionally healthy spirituality had... I've embraced that in my life. And I remember saying, God, I can't do this. You can read my journals and say, I admitted this, God, I'm at my limit. So I asked for help. Shook her awake. I need your help, right? Well, we've had, obviously, a second kid since then, and we've had two more coming in November. And I just think, man, God, you have healed, grown, and transformed me. Now I'm about to have everybody crying in the house, and I'll be okay. Okay. Right? This actually happened the other day. Both kids were crying, and I don't know what was going on. Both kids were crying, and I was fine. I'm like thinking, dude, I couldn't handle this when it was one kid seven year, or four years ago. That's the opportunity that God wants for your life, church. Okay? And that's really a new way of living. It's a new life. So how do you really do this? Okay, so here's how we do it. First is confession. I know you don't like that word. But confession is finally taking a look at that, you know, squat bar with four forty five pound weights on each side and just saying, I can't do that. Maybe you learn that by trying to do it, okay? Fine. Okay, fine. Maybe you haven't had an experience in your life to know how much you can you can squat. Fine. But at some point I say, I I can't do that, right? It also means this kind of an old school word we don't use often in or, or normal language. You don't use this word repentance at work, right? The idea of turning, where I mean, you're so convicted that my overextending myself and not recognizing these limits is actually sinful before God. Because being a liar to others and being Superman when he made me as Clark Kent, right? That's something sinful before God. And so I confess this to him. And I repent I, where there's turn. I not go, I'm not going to pick up that weight, okay? I'm not going to keep saying yes to this person in my life. Whether it is even a boss, but what if I get fired? It's so important that you should, it, it's fine for me to get fired even. Because at some point, this is between me and Jesus. And me saying yes to you all the time, boss, and you taking advantage of me is not healthy for how I love him or love others. I know that's scary to say that. And the last one is just to seek God. So in that limit, you seek God. Now, in this beautiful hypothetical scenario where I'm the one working out, I should probably go to that squat bar and just put on like 10 pounds. Then I'll feel good about myself. Just put on 10-pound weight on either side and start with that. And work my way up to those 45-pound plates. And that, church, is living a life desperately needing the power of God. To say, God, I want to be all these things. Help me, Lord. God, I want to be able to love well. God, I want to be able to say yes and do all these things. But there's a limit here, God. In your power, do this incredible thing, God. I have experienced God's power when my limits aren't hiding. When I've acknowledged those limits and I've involved God to do something greater in that. I want to look over my life one day. And say, thank God, the things that you did. And I want to be able to say, God, you did those. It had to be you, God. It had to be your power because I know my limits. It had to be you, God. And so what surrendering your limits does is not surrendering to a weakness or something like that or, or surrendering defeat. Or It's none of those things. It's actually acknowledging your truth, which is truth, your need for God. And it's actually an opportunity to invite God into your life in a way you've never experienced. And God will help you get there. That's the power of even community. As you share these things with people, they are with you in that limit. And I've had some friends for a lot of years. And some of these friends that we've kind of done life with, I'm able to see in each other's lives. Man, look what God did. Right? look what God did. I'll go back to my story and then we're gonna pray at the end here but I go back to my story and I remember um, when I did move out to Missouri it was about 10 hour 10 and a half hour drive from Houston where I was living at the time and I remember like I said this intense time that was for me that big change and that I couldn't handle it and then I just think about what God the limit that God increased because I went from doing that to then being able to obey God when he said move to Oregon. Do you see that? Did you catch that? See, if we'll just embrace where we're at and invite God's power, you know, maybe we go from a few backpacks last year we did a amount to 200 on Saturday we're going to do. See, maybe, maybe we go from, as a church, going from, hey, we're not just trying to tell people to come to church. We want to do something even more incredible and see God do something even more incredible and actually transform the way people live their lives.